Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I am your host, Amor. I'm joined today by our attorney Pathfinders. Everyone, welcome back once again, your Ashen Herald, Daedalus. Hello, everyone. And welcome back, everyone's favorite cult leader, Armored Cell. We're back, baby. Yes, we are. I know we've been missing a little bit of time here, everybody. Um, I had a vacation, which I know I in the last podcast, I let everybody know I was going to be going on that. I, I wanted to do the next one when we got back. Um, but then I got back and I was like, I had knocked out a couple streams. And I was like, oh, my God, I am not going to have enough time to do this on a Friday. Get the packing done I need to do after my stuff that day. And then I had to get up early on Saturday you know what the best part about that problem was? What's that? I was so frustrated about this. This was the part that frustrated me the most. They scheduled it for early in the morning, and I was up and ready to roll. And oh, dude, no. we, yes, and we didn't do it until 4 p.m. that day because we had to delay. And I was like, bro, I could have done a podcast. Like, I could have done our podcast, but... Was that, was that one of those things that's like, oh, we'll be, be there between 8 and 4 p.m.? And there's no, exactly 4 no, bro. It was between eight and nine a.m. Oh, yeah, I got up. So double whammy. I couldn't have done the podcast, and I had to get up early, and I was tired as shit from everything I had been doing anyway. I was like, see, the one thing that I hate about moving is nothing ever happens like it should. Like when I was moving into this apartment, they were mm-hmm. late by like two and a half or three hours i didn't get a call i kept calling to try to figure out what was going on turns out like one of their trucks broke down from a really like long ride they were taking it on and they were like super late and then they didn't have the truck they needed and they took multiple trips and it was yeah it was a nightmare (laughs) so i feel you because they were like super late and had to come in and do an extra day Mm. of work that wasn't planned and i had to basically clear my schedule to do that yeah Dude, moving never fun. You you know what though, man? Like the Oregon coast is where I went. For people who don't know, I went to the Oregon coast. That place is beautiful. And this time of year, dude, I got there right as the leaves were turning colors. So by the time I left, they they overall generally changed colors. And I got there, and it, dude, it had such a misty mountains vibe the whole time. It was gorgeous. Every place we went was gorgeous. Everything we looked at was beautiful. And it was, honestly, I didn't want to leave. Do you know what else happened? What's that? I didn't have any congestion the entire effing time I was there, bro. And I came back here and got off the plane, bro. Next day, I'm all congested. I'm like, oh, I got to move. I got to move, move. Not like locally to another place like I did this time. I need to move out of freaking state, move, bro, for my own health. But look, we got a lot to talk about today, everybody. And and before we dig in too much, I got to give a shout out to the home of this podcast over at asheshq.com, community curated website for all things Ashes of Creation. And a shout out to all of the Imperial Flames, which several of you, Cheryl, Serena, Alfina, much love homies who are the Imperial Flames supporters here on Twitch. Also over on YouTube, thank you so much for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week. And this week, what do we got in store? Well, Ashes of Creation, as we are sitting here speaking right now, are doing a developer uh, live stream. Nah, sorry. 
not a developer live stream. We're covering that. Their last one. They're doing a pre-game extra life event right now mm -hmm. where they're playing some games, hanging out, chatting with the community. You can go watch them right now doing that. Um, we'll be done doing things today. They'll still be over there doing it. I believe I see Steven in his home doing some gaming right now. So um, that's happening today, tomorrow into Sunday per the usual, which also per the usual is happening as freaking time change is happening here in the U.S. If you didn't know that we're falling back in the U.S. during right at the tail end of their uh, Ash of the Creation 24-hour um D D event which is for the kids they're raising ch money for charity um it'll be a good time and uh i haven't i haven't really planned on us doing a team this year primarily because i don't think i'm gonna be taking the time to and i know it's kind of a feels bad mad moment but honestly i feel like i've been spread too thin uh i might put together a team if people want us to but i don't know that i'm gonna necessarily do a sit on the live stream ashes category do the thing there raise money for a certain period of time if people want to contribute i'll put it together i'll have it running while i stream for a week or something on my main channel maybe we can we can pitch in we can save put some money together um i can potentially match whatever the community puts together as i did last year if y'all want to um i'll let you guys decide that but yeah, we could, we could do something. I mean, I, I probably won't have the strength to be on for the whole 24 hours, but I will definitely be oh. like jumping in on that. Yeah. And that's like what I donate every year is this this event. I mean, for the yeah. kids. So I'll, I'll be doing that. Like, like I said, I, I probably don't have the fortitude to be able to stay up for 24 hours, especially mm. having to go back to work next week. And it's going to yeah. be pretty banging but uh but i will definitely be on for a decent amount of time with that because nice. it's a really important charity for me i agree yeah we're, we ain't no 24 hours i'm I'm too old for 24 hours i did it 24 yeah, hours sure. i think i did it around uh, two years ago or something and i was like and i, I got done with it and i was like hmm, that's the last 24 hour yeah. live stream i ever do yeah yeah, then he said, um, next one's gonna be 48. No, I didn't, bro. No, I did not. No, I did not. <laughs> you always know, coming out with that stuff. Dude. This is, he's gonna do like for the first like five years of Ashes, it's just gonna be like exceedingly because like year one is gonna be 24, year two, 48, year three, 72, and so on. Bro. So, yeah, it'll be I was doing that with their Ashes APOC period. Uh, I did that already. And um, yeah. I, I just don't have it in me, man. I, I don't have it in me anymore. Um, <laughs> no, 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 good. The last long one I did was like 18 hours of gaming straight. And that, that's when I was stood up and my legs weren't working properly. I was like, oh, I should go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, things have been kind of busy on my end. I, I, I barely caught a lot of the Ashes stuff since I got back. I did watch the live stream. Um, it was the last developer live stream. It was nice. It was a good, I felt like it was good to see some of that stuff. It was good to see sort of what they've got going on for caravans. And like, I think specifically the modular approach, the equipment approach, that was probably my biggest takeaway. We'll talk about the developer live stream soon. Again, I'm going to give myself between today and like Sunday. And if enough of you say, hey, Sim, put together a team, will contribute under that banner. I will do it. Okay. So it's up to you all. I'm, I'm literally saying if you all want me to, I will do the team ashes pathfinders again, put it together. And then whatever you all contribute, I will match it. 
whatever it is. Okay. I'm going to raise my hand up for a team. I think that's a good thing okay. we did as a community. And like we it. were, you know, the top tier last year. We were. I kind of I feel like our community is pretty awesome and we're going to do it Agreed. again. So mm-hmm. I agree. Okay. Well, yeah. there you go. I guess uh, we'll, we'll put it together this weekend. I'll probably put it up there. The Harold has spoken. <laughs> yeah. The Harold has spoken. Um, uh, the team I put together probably won't be up until pff, Sunday or something. I'll try to put it up before. I might be able to squeeze it in tonight to tomorrow, but their dev lot, their uh, their twenty four hour event starts tomorrow. But I will put one up for us, and you can contribute. Keep in mind, I think when you contribute to the team, I think yeah, actually you can contribute to the team, and that pops up during their live stream too. So I it does, probably yeah. should just do it after this after our podcast tonight actually so and then i'll post it in discord so you all have that and you can use that link and do it under our banner okay yeah because i think by midday sunday well at least eastern time yes it'll be done so i think they're going from i want to say 10 to 10 or 11 to 11 pacific which i think is like okay well then then it's settled i will i will put the link together tonight right after the podcast i will post it uh, in our Discord under announcements, and say if you want to donate to the event under the Ashes Pathfinder banner, here it is. You can contribute this way and do it as part of our community, as opposed to just doing it live. I guess. Um, okay, and and with that being said, I guess we'll have until what probably the sixth is what I believe it is, which is Monday. So if I'm not mistaken, right? Is that accurate? Let's look at it, shall we? The Extra Life Charity Event that I'm copying and posting in chat right now is going their 24 hour event is starts. The pregame stream starts today. It's currently live. Um, and it's going to be going until 10 PM Pacific tonight, uh, which is going to be 12 AM central 1 AM EDT. Um, and then Saturday they'll be starting November 4th tomorrow, 11 AM Pacific, uh, and going through until Sunday morning, 10 AM Pacific. Um, and as it says right here, the Miracle Network, make sure to tune into their live stream from that event period to that period. Um, and their Extra Life campaign, Extra Life campaign is going until November 7th, 2023, 10 a.m. Pacific, which means we have until Tuesday next week at 10 a.m. Pacific to get all entries in. And at that particular time, not a second after everything up until that specific time will count for the ashes pathfinder team if you wish to contribute so i'll be posting that so that we can do that um again as we did last year um and that'll be discord tonight here's the link for the live stream if you want to look at more details um i'll go ahead and just pin that right now and i guess that's kind of a good conversation piece they they're doing some things for like they did last year. So the top team, keep in mind last year, we were the top team. I'm not saying we gotta be, I'm not saying we should be. It's for the kids, whatever. If we get it, cool. If we do get it, it's like, um, let me look here. It is 10 keys, 10 alpha two keys again. I think they said that it's a, a non-exclusive cosmetic, which they'll be showcasing, I believe Saturday. I forget what they said it was called though. Yes, all donations are good donations. Agreed. There it is right there. The top team gets 
non-exclusive in-game cosmetic two, and again that goes to the team lead not everybody i want to make sure i clarify that because last year i probably didn't do a good enough job clarifying that um yeah so the top person gets that for their for themselves as the team lead um everybody's contributing under the banner alpha 2 access bundle of 10 alpha 2 keys to give away to friends family viewers uh and a personalized thank you video from steven sharif um we've got an audio thank you from him for one year we got the video from him for last uh last year if we were to win we get that again uh any team that raises over 250 uh, by November 7th, same time, we'll be entered into a raffle for gifting one of the three extra life supporter packets, which includes non-exclusive in-game cosmetic, uh, Alpha 2 access, a bundle of 10 Alpha 2 keys. Again, you're raffled for this. If you're a top team, you're guaranteed it. Um, and then also, they get to choose uh, the Elgato Wave 3 with a pop filter, a stream depth MK2, each are worth about... Um, 149 and then if you're not doing the team stuff and you're actually just doing the donors donating to them can you know directly during their saturday to sunday stream uh, the top two donors per segment receive a 2023 extra life bundle which includes non-exclusive item alpha 2 access and a random board game from our selection which is something you did previously i don't know how he's doing it this year but we got i've got two sitting in a box where he signed yeah. them so there you go. Oh, goody. You got Gloomhaven. Yeah. That was a goody. Gloomhaven. And I got the World of Warcraft one, which was the tabletop game. I haven't played either of them, used them. They're just. I haven't played the World of Warcraft one either. I don't even know what that one is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, now, for today, outside of the charity event, which I talked about, um, there's a dev discussion. That we have to talk about. I have not done Gloomhaven. I do want to play it. Um, I'm planning on it at some point in time. Um, who knows when the hell that's going to be with my freaking schedule? Oh, it's I got a big investment, bro. I got to share something. I haven't shared this anywhere. This is I've been my book related stuff. My artist got done with the fucking book cover, and it's so fucking good, dude. I'm like, nice, mm, so good. I'm gonna commission him to do like one or two other pieces before the book launches. To, just have it out there. It's freaking beautiful. I'm like, oh my god, it's so good. It looks so good. I haven't shared it anywhere. I'm just like low key going. Y'all haven't seen this, but I have it. It's beautiful. Anyway, Is admiring it. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. It's really good. He, we've gone back and forth and worked hard on it. And this is like just a personal thing for me. Yeah, order for yourself for a while for sure, Serena. Yeah, it's pretty much what I've done. Um, I don't know when I'm going to share it yet. All I know is he he hit the mark. We went back and forth, and you know I'm like really detail focused and everything. So he had everything. I mean, he got the Knights of the Phoenix order hall in the exact place it's supposed to be. The I mean everything from that to the the, the gardens with the big tree in the front in front of the spire. The gates orientation, the district area, which I haven't shared what that looks like for anybody, but the uniqueness of the districts is there, even though that's not even something I really focus on in the book at all. Anyway, I'm just nerding out because I'm really happy about it. So hey, that's good. That's yeah. good, man. Hey, mm -hmm. gotta yeah. do that. That's freaking awesome. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm just pretty happy about it. So I'm like really motivated to get the revision done now, which unfortunately got delayed because of the move. So annoyed by oh, that. Good. Anyway, it happens. It's true. 
Dev discussion number 57, respawn timers or times. And I thought this was a good one. I'm going to share it in, dis or in chat. Intrepid, thank you. This one felt, one. yeah, this one felt like a pretty good one. And there it is. It's got some, it's got some meat on the bones. It's a little meaty. And I'm ready to chow down on it. So let's let's go ahead and do that. Let's take a look at it. Uh, so how predictable do you like the spawn rate for general and rare mobs in the open world dungeons and raid settings? Now, I thought it was good because they didn't just say in general or whatever. How do you want it to be? They, they specified between open world dungeons and raid settings. And I think I actually feel like they should be different based on each of those. Um, they said, which games do you feel like have done this well? And what did you feel was good about respawn times for mobs? Gentlemen, in no particular order, feel free to jump in on that one and chat. Homies, same to you. Mm, this one's this one's interesting because like part of me thinks of like the initial MMOs that kind of broke us into the genre like EverQuest and so on. And that was so tedious to like wait like days, like for mobs to kind of come out and i think the other thing that maybe weighs on me in terms of like how this would potentially work is it's not just about how long it takes for something to spawn it's like what do you actually get from that particular thing whether it's an open world versus dungeon versus raid because i i tend to actually not have a problem with like a weekly raid reset i kind of think that that's kind of fair and that's pretty standard granted it's probably the only thing that we've been exposed to generally like that's where most mainstream mmos go with raid content um open world is kind of the same like same way too in terms of it not being that frequent but in general those are going to be like your better pieces of loot um but Ash is a little different because they said your best loot is really going to be from crafting. So that leads me to think, okay, well, then your best crafting drops would kind of be on those same timers. So I expect like your more open world raid settings should be less frequent. Uh, raiding should be maybe more consistent. I think open world should not. I think they talked about their whole predicate system and how that works. And I feel like if the loot is tending to be more rare, it shouldn't be as predictable. Um, that would help with the reinforcing the scarcity piece of it. Um, and so I feel like that would be good. With dungeons, I mean, I don't expect them, I guess open, I guess it depends on the type of dungeon too, because you can have some instance dungeons, which I expect, you know, you should be able to do some repetition with that within reason. I don't wouldn't say you shouldn't be able to spam dungeons like World of Warcraft because that was also quite tedious, um, being more frequent. Um, but generally, I feel like anything that you have maybe chance at a rarer loot should be less frequent and maybe not as um, predictable. Uh, then or at least the the fights aren't like throwaway fights like for me honestly like the world bosses in say world of warcraft were pretty throwaway you kind of pretty much did a death run if it was a tough but with enough people 
it went down relatively easily and became a non-event. And so I feel like if that's going to be the case for world bosses, that that shouldn't be as rare as, say, maybe like a kind of a raid situation. But I don't feel like with the raid situation, you need to have like less randomness. So I feel like RNG also plays into my decision too in terms of respawn. So it's like type of loot, RNG, and timer for me. Yeah, so yeah, I feel that for for raids and dungeons and stuff, like I I get like they should be more regular with the spawns, but at the same time, I don't want them being in the same location because I, I don't really like the bit of variety within where they spawn. Like I I don't like walking in and be like, hey, there's two on the left, one on the right. So you take you take that, you take this. Yeah, just, like I don't want I don't want it to feel anonymous like that, like autonomous. Sorry, whereas like you you know exactly what's going to happen. You know, like it's literally an open shut. Like you know exactly what, how it's going to go down before it goes in. Like I like when you go into a, a dungeon and you like, hang on, we need to check the left, check the right, like do a, a whole breach sort of scenario. You know, what I mean, like we got to make sure that we're not going to get flanked. Like that sort of thing. Like yes, they're still in the same amount of mobs, but they might be like walking to left to right, so they might be in the exact same location, just standing there waiting for you. Um, with the world mobs, though, like. I, I get like depending on the rarity of the drops that they have should be the the rare like the longer spawn times. Um, unique mobs are probably even longer, and then world boss being the longest. Um, but uh, with these whole the whole roaming scenario, like with the two mobs where he can like roam around, I'm hoping the mobs can do the same thing. So even if they spawn in one location, I'll still be having like a, a loop where they can, you know, where where they sort of go. Um. Or like things they could might be able to do. I'm not sure if they can, but like for example, like imagine like if you did some wild bear and you like there's not enough spawning, you could like drop some loot in like a nest area to try mm -hmm. and encourage spawn rates. So you're using items that you've harvested from bear or something else that you've harvested. So you're using materials to get better like you're sort of like upgrading your materials almost because you're trying to spawn more. Like that would be an inter interesting mechanic, but once again, like I, I doubt they like they haven't never mentioned anything like that. But like something where you can sort of interact with the environment. I love this whole like living, breathing world where like you can affect it. Like forgot what the game was, but um, it, it did fail because everyone ended up killing all the wolves. Oh, sorry, they killed all the rabbits, which killed the wolves because they had nothing to eat. It was like this whole environment system. It was like a whole MMO, and they had like. That whole uh, ecosystem, and if you kill too many of them, they just won't respawn, and they end up killing the world. Um, so <laughs> I don't want it to be that dramatic, where like the whole ecosystem collapses on itself, because like you need, they need like a whole ecosystem. But at the same, like it's pretty standard, right? Like if it's common loot, it should be a common spawn. The rarer the um, item, the rarer the spawn. Um, mm -hmm. But I just don't like it when it's in the same spawn location where I can sit here for like an hour, two hours, and know that the uh, unique mob, uh, mob is going to spawn there. I don't like that because then that yeah. also encourages like uh, bots and stuff to sit there and just farm the absolute yeah, shit out camping. of it. Yeah. I, I hate the camp. I, I like to be able to come across it randomly, not be like, oh shit, it's going to spawn right here at this time and I'm just going to wait here for it. 
Like, yeah, there should there should be a greeting party for a unique mob. Like, that's that's just my opinion. I, I feel like it's pretty unanimous with that. Where it's just like, we don't want people to be able to camp the unique mob so no one else can get it. We want yeah. those sort of things to be roaming like too much. Yeah, kind of like when you said like you want them to how you want them to sort of be. I was thinking like sort of like maybe the what you call it that they did uh they were showcasing on their dev stream which was like for the events how that popped off you heard that sound yeah. like some unique yeah, yeah. sort of thing like that yeah, yeah by the I way mean, that would also be cool. make it a part of the world mm -hmm. right as opposed yeah. to just being like a static thing i mm -hmm. i agree because that was pretty much how it was for wow when it was just like a non-event it was like okay let's like hang out here because he's about to spawn or mm -hmm. like it's the yeah. weekly reset and that kind of thing and I don't mm -hmm. mind like the event itself, like being able to reset weekly, like you can only do it like that, you know, one time, like to get loot. But I think there should be, they need to make full use of that predicate system. And I like the idea of like, oh, hey, you might get certain drops to encourage certain types of spawns. I think that was something that I've seen like in other games, like a rift or something you could like actually like do, like create and like upgrade, you know, um, what do you call it, an event to maybe have tougher mobs and better loot if you did certain things. Um, if I think that was Rift. Um, so yeah, there's. I think there's a lot with they can add player agency to, and I like the idea of it being more random too, so that it... But again, it all depends on the like what type of loot drops. If it's something that's maybe more necessary as a resource, right? I think you probably need to have maybe some more stability, but if it's not necessarily necessary, but it's more powerful, you want to be able to have that where it's not RNG per se, it's kind of player agency and, you know, I guess different events need to happen in order to spawn that. It's kind of like, um, if I think of like uh, World of Warcraft and the opening of, you know, Encourage, right? Did you have this event that kind of led up to it? And I feel like that was like a bigger event that still kind of worked well. Now, granted, it was like kind of uh, more specific to opening a raid thing, but I feel like that's something that I feel like in a smaller scale, Ashes could implement with their predicate system and still make it feel like it's a dynamic world. So you're not, you know, every server doesn't have XYZ world boss happening at the same time or within there's different parameters that might do that and i think when they talked about before with the raids it's like depending on what predicates are out there you might have different mechanics for bosses i think that speaks right to what you were saying and i agree right is that it's not the same fight every time you've got to need to think on your feet and have some awareness because it makes it yeah. in my opinion like more fun and interesting um to kind of discover along the way I would say that um like they do like to do the whole season like check like for example there was that there that changes its leaves depending on what season it is. So maybe these old wrecks might also change with the seasons. Like I feel like that would make sense. Like mm -hmm. in autumn, spring or whatever that where where it's like more plentiful for deer, but like in the in the winter it's probably all bears are like hibernating or something. Like this just common common sense things, right? Like they might like in winter there might not be might be less lizards because they're cold blooded, right? So they're like not as out and about. I feel like those sort of things could affect spawn rates and I feel like that would make sense. 
yeah i i like that and i think too like the fact that some like bigger bosses can actually also it's like the opposite right you can have the weather impact maybe the the rare mobs it's the other way around too is like you might have like i don't know a period of summer or spring or what have you and then something happens where this dragon is awakened and now it's like winter and it gets progressively more difficult until that dragon dies right so that you can like cure the land of whatever because i think again that's going to make it feel like a dynamic world there on paper or in practice rather than you know just something like oh hey xyz you know rare mob has spawned and that's it and it's kind of pretty straightforward and again it becomes tedious at some point in time um one thing one thing i was like thinking about with the different in regard to that particular question uh the dev discussion about respawn times is like for me i think that like when they talked about what's your rate for general and rare mobs um, I think I want to kind of like hit on what Armored Cell was saying earlier, which is like for like the really rare mobs, like the more rare they are, I feel like that that idea of like, you know, when you hear the sound, you know what it is. Like the moment you hear it, you go, I know exactly what that is. It's this tier sort of thing. I think having a system set up or an alert system set up, whether you're talking about uh, events or you're talking about like rare bosses or whatever the case may be to where, you know, when a rare mob pops, it's like, oh, I know what tier it is and I can go after, right? So there's not really, there's, it's, there's no ambiguity about it, you know? Um, and, and also I think, you know, at least for me, that level of, of design on uniqueness for unique things sort of really helps me feel a little more immersed in the world. What I think one of the cool things I've always heard is like the horn sounds, you know? you hear in games where it's almost like you're a rallying call or you hear like that alert from like your city or your metropolis in the case of ashes um is really cool that's more for like open world for dungeons uh and when we talk about the spawn rate i open world for ashes if the spawn rate is predictable they've done their job wrong because mm-hmm. they said they didn't want that to be the case they didn't want it to be with resources or with mobs to be something that is like, I can tell where whatever is going to be like clockwork. They didn't want that to be the case. So it shouldn't be per them in this situation in dungeons. It, I understand that it's a little, it can be potentially a little trickier when you got level design happening, because maybe you need to have them in a certain place, patrolling a certain area. Cause that's the way you design the dungeon. So from that perspective, I can understand if they're maybe a little more predictable in where maybe not on time um and please for the love of god don't let them be super fast because in uh, alpha that happened a lot and that was painful as fuck um raid settings raid i feel similar to dungeons uh but hopefully within raids not only not being super predictable but I, i feel like hopefully in that scenario there's a little bit more leeway at least in the uh instance raids for them to make it you know a little more random in regard to you know not not just where they're placed but like how frequently because usually in instance raids i've always had the experience of you pretty much know where they're going to be at when they're going to spawn and that's Mm -hmm. just the way instant stuff happens um so hopefully they make it a little bit 
random between each type of location for for spawns and rare spawns. Um, that's sort of my overall thought on that. Um, but I've got yeah. one more thing. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. like, so you know how like uh, how live stream back they showed the spiders and their behaviors. Yeah. Like they like killed back. Do you think what's with regards to spawn rates and spawn times and stuff? Do you think some some mobs should have like pack tactics like walls and stuff so they spawn in groups? I hope so. Absolutely. So when Does that so make CC relevant? Yes. Yeah. It does, though. You're not wrong. Sorry. Just... Little trigger. Wow trigger. Yeah, I know. I thought where that right. came from. <laughs> it's like, that's oh, a World of Warcraft reference, isn't it? Because I just, and it's triggered because like, they're doing behaviors, right? And we're talking about spawn rates. And it's like, certain mobs should be in like packs, like wolves, goblins. Like, mm. they're, they're, they're sort of like very pack tactic sort of, sort of mobs. So it makes sense for them to spawn in a group. So, like, if you attack one of them, that almost going to target you because they're in a group, right? So it's more like a, mm. you're going to need at least two or three of you to try and take them down. Unless you've got decent, as you said, AoE, CCs. Yeah, AoE, CC. I mean, I don't, I don't want AoE to make CC irrelevant. I want CC or yeah. at least some sort of force multiplier, like, selfishly, like, those are the kind of classes that i have enjoyed in the past and will likely you know main um at some level like whether it's as a secondary as a primary uh, i think the other thing too and and i feel like if they've already got a good baseline with this predicate system for the world i feel like they can apply it to dungeons as well and make that experience dynamic i mean i think early on they talked about depending on like what your class makeup was you could maybe take different paths to an objective if you have a rogue or a mage or what have you right so i feel like that would be a great way for them to make those experiences dynamic i mean you know i would say wow kind of scratched the surface on this with certain things depending on like the people had certain professions you could kind of unlock certain paths but it was very like you know very limited i feel like that would make the dungeons ex dungeon experience a lot more dynamic not only within the dungeon having a predicate system but what dungeons are available what world bosses are available like there's a real like opportunity here if they have a branching storyline based on predicates to kind of do the same thing with different events and and I feel like that is gonna be if that comes off well, that's gonna be revolutionary in terms of experience because it'll help keep the game fresh without being the same tedious stuff you just hit repeat on every time to grind through a certain set of levels. It just I I know some people are not huge on like doing quests. I actually prefer questing per se to maybe doing repeated dungeons, but if I did have like some options where dungeoning or, you know, what that kind of thing wouldn't be as re like truly repetitive, it might be a good change of pace to be able to do that. So there's different ways to progress. And I think they talked a little bit about that, like different ways to progress. You could do crafting, you could do other things. I feel like if they could do that with the, the content, the PVE content, I think that would, that would make it honestly like really 
a special experience to be able to have that because it will feel a lot more handcrafted even though maybe behind the scenes there's some sort of procedural behind it it would still make it in my opinion feel more handcrafted because the pieces would be handcrafted the logic might be more procedural depending on what was active inactive in terms of their you know predicate system i feel that Speaking of things making sense, the dev live stream, mm -hmm. we got our first look at the caravan system in a way that was meaningful, I think. And in a lot of ways, there were definitely things that there were, there were a lot of things about it that, you know, were things we knew, right? So for a lot of us who've been following it closely for a long time, a lot of it wasn't a shocker, but there were definitely things they showcased that excited me specifically. And this is sort of going to be our, you know, end of the end of the evening, if you will, discussion point, which I'm going to go in and share the Ashes HQ development update. Shout out to Scholar the Botanist who completed those per usual, and uh, I got it up there about a day after. I couldn't get it up the same day. Apologies, but I did get it up the next day, cleaned it up, threw it up there, good to go. Um, but that being said, on this particular dev live stream, uh, the thing that I thought was the most interesting and, and probably was the thing that I was looking forward to seeing most was actually getting a bit more of a breakdown on how the modular design is going to work, what that looks like, how the different components to a caravan will be utilized to change the stats and durability and things of that nature for caravans, whether you're talking one thing specifically with speed is one thing they showed was the difference between one caravan that was augmented with equipment that increased its speed and one that was not. So it was a Bucky, maybe I think is who it was. That was, yeah, Bucky was, was the unlucky. He, he was, he was, <laughs> he was in the back and they kept having to wait on him throughout the whole thing. I'm whereas, still at the bridge guys. Yeah. Can you hold <laughs> up? Wait for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we got to see how the roads impacted the speed. So road type mm -hmm. impacting speed of caravan, which is a good showcase and how certain things don't work that way, like bridges. And I was like, interesting. So we also you could upgrade them, I think, right? Yes, but there was yeah. upgrade for bridges. So it's like, oh, so there's decisions to make that impact bridges. That sounds like it's something that the mayor probably is going to have some agency yeah. over, if I'm not mistaken. So interesting, interesting, interesting. It makes you wonder like, well, uh, roads are going to have this impact on caravans who travel upon it, i.e. speed of caravan. Um, but makes you curious, like, what's the trade-off for if you don't choose to increase bridges? So the bridges have certain bonuses. Like, if you don't do that, what is it you're doing instead, you know, for each? Each node type also see I feel myself. like the bridge would be a good choke point in that case. Like if you don't upgrade it sufficiently, yeah, it's be a good choke point to stop to get gates. Yeah, because you're not moving as quickly, so that's going to be a bit mm -hmm. of a pain in the ass, right? We're going to wait for him on the bridge because the mayor here doesn't have the bridge augmented to provide speed or whatever. Yeah. Also, can the bridge be destroyed? Kind of a hot mess is that going to cause if you drop a, a caravan down into the water and now they're moving slow, potentially slower on there to get that thing out of the water so that that was some stuff i i looked at and i was like oh that's fun that was interesting 
What you laughing about that? Yeah, that would be actually pretty interesting if you could like they talked mm-hmm. about some destruction mechanics before with castle sieges. Yes. I didn't really make the connection until you mentioned it yeah. about what if they took the bridge out, you know? I, I or they were talking about at one point they were talking about like downing trees yeah. and you know, or if maybe you could do like something in the world and you can't just like chop a tree down because it'll disappear. That's how they got around certain obstacles, right? But I'm wondering if you can trigger an event as a highwayman, which we got a little bit more about that too, which was also interesting, right? Kind of the highwayman, I guess, skills or what have you. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think my, I there was definitely a lot of good stuff. I think my only concern really was what place this necessarily has in kind of the overall economy um because we at some point i kind of i felt like would this be like truly the only not the only but the major way you're creating gold for your character or your guild or what your community or what have you right i feel like that would be um my only concern is like they talked about before never necessarily like pigeoning the whole the characters into or your characters into like us you have to do x y and z in order to progress right i felt like the way it came off for me initially Mm -hmm. was is this going to be like a requirement that the only way i'm going to make like real money in the game is going to be you know potentially through this caravan system because of the glint piece and it kind of that was the only thing that I kind of, you know, made me pause a bit, right? In terms of how does this fit into the overall design without kind of seeing like the other pieces fall into place. I agree with you on like the modular piece, right? Because it feels like, okay, well, they're going to really depend on crafting and at some point, and I feel like, you know, how far into the game do you really need to be in order for that caravan to be like useful per se? Um, and I think that's kind of where I was thinking about, well, I'm going to need crafters of a certain level to be able to, whether I know them or I do them myself, right, to be able to make these components, because does it really make sense to run like a long caravan with only two slots, for example? How difficult is it going to be to get that upgraded chassis that gives you more space? Uh, so there's like, I feel like this system felt very deep. But it also felt like hmm, I need to know more about like how it fits into the overall like dynamic of the experience to know if this is going to be like something that I'm going to feel is going to be really tedious or not. Mm-hmm. But I think like in terms of like the level of detail that they went through in different things, I mean, I thought it was super deep. It just made me like think, man, this is a little complicated. Is this going to be like at what type of level do you need to be at a player to really take advantage of this? and and have it be like a worthwhile thing or is this going to be more something you're doing at end game right or mid late mid to late game yeah i know what you mean i mean i think it's definitely or at least in my opinion the thing that they're gonna have to be the most cautious about is like ensuring that and pretty much anything within the game doesn't feel like it's too much of a job in which in in a way in which it takes away the enjoyment at least this is my main thing because for me like i won't enjoy playing if i feel like it's a chore every time i get on 
um, which which is an interesting <clears throat> it's interesting if you think about it, right? Because an individual such as myself doesn't mind grinding and putting a lot of hours into a game, right? I can put a lot of effort and energy into uh, making gains at at grinding arenas, doing whatever it is, but. The minute I feel like I have to be on for X amount of time to grind something specifically in order to just break even or just to, you know, hit hit the threshold of what's going to make sure that I foundationally hit the same level as everybody else, I automatically don't enjoy myself anymore, right? So I could sit there and grind for five hours on something, but if it's framed one way versus another, I don't know, like my choice or as they call agency, then... I'll, I'll play for a while and have a lot of fun. It's interesting, right? Because someone's like, oh, a person who doesn't want to grind for X amount of hours doing dailies or something is just a noob. They suck at the game. They just don't know how to, uh, bro, that ain't it at all, right? That doesn't that is equate to the same thing, right? Because about what we enjoy doing at their time. Keep me immersed in the world where I'm guiding myself to you know, seek out my own objectives and goals based on what I want to be doing with my time and my energy, and you've got yourself the recipe for success. I think most people tend to feel that way, you know, whether you're talking about the casual to even the hardcore. You know, and I've been both. So Dailies are lazy design, in my opinion. In my opinion, yes, they are. Yeah, 100%. Um, so there's one thing that I was... so. I could have sworn that we were meant to be transferring of like actual monster goods, right? Not just I thought certificates were gonna be like like monster certificates were eventually gonna be like uh, uh wolf pouts and uh meat and all the rest of it, right? I didn't realize it's gonna be like an actual item that would drop from like turned into glint. So like now when I go and attack a caravan, it feels like I'm just gonna get gold out of it, not like actual mm. raw resources I can use to craft weapons. There's both. Um, you can do both. There's both? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because when they were like deciding what to load on the caravan, there was like a commodity section and then there uh, was a resources section. So I feel like that's kind of what I guess threw me off a little bit is yeah. like the whole is that the only way to make gold? And we were talking about this a little bit before stream, and it was think I was thinking like, are they really just putting this glint system in so that they can tamper gold farming? Yeah. Because I feel like if that's one of their primary reasons for doing this commodity thing, that's kind of what gave me pause on like, what's the point? But yeah. I'm expecting most people will transport materials over commodities if there's other ways to make gold potentially more efficiently. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I initially was like, you know, before they kind of clarified that, or you kind of saw that tab, I was like, I'm like, what, what's this commodity yeah. thing? I'm a little concerned. Um, I think Glint might have like some sort of law behind it as well. Cause like, mm-hmm. it's, it's a very so. unique word, right? Like, it feels like like a glimmer or like a, it's like so like to a soul when like the, I don't know it feels it feels very law like it doesn't feel like you need to see random drop. Yeah, it's like the the physical. I think Stephen referred to it as like the physical representation of the essence on like the creatures of the world. Mm-hmm. 
It's almost like it's almost like essence residue or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like to me. Okay, I'm, I'm just gonna not say what I was just thinking. <laughs> uh oh, <laughs> it's bad. Uh oh, uh oh, day day's going dark day day today. No, uh, I would say dark day day. No, but it was... <laughs> anyway, no, no comment. That's okay, that's <laughs> fair. That's, that's all right. So, did I, did I see, did I see him like actually control? Like, I thought like, at one point I thought it was like go point A to point B, and it's like sort of like an auto travel thing. But with this live stream now, it maybe thinks it's like you can actually go anywhere, you yeah, can you go can. anywhere. Yeah, he was driving it wherever. That was the hell. like what I thought initially too. Is it's going to be like you're just following this around, but no, yeah. it's you're specifically like moving it, so um, depending why, on where you go. Why? Why not just use caravans to take on two up for the for the best heels and like you know what I mean, like to get. Well, the, I, I think it was a little op. I think they were saying, "Yeah, this is." We need to balance this because he was like literally like he could heal through anything. Yeah, and I, yeah, I. Uh, I would have actually liked to see them get wrecked by Tumak. I was <laughs> wondering. Spawns behind them. I was wondering. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was like, this is they're not going to let another travesty like that occur after the flack they got for some of the other things where they kept dying yeah. and everything like that. You know, it's like, all right, we got to make sure we're doing it this way now. And these, I, and I these hope Tumak can like you know get his great club and just like swing it at the um caravan instead of flying. If you, like, I feel like because like there are. They're distracting. They did right? that so with the like, mobs. Yeah. yeah. You imagine I if he like just they, took a and you see like flying. It's like if, you, if, if you're all fighters, right, and you need a heal, you just take you just take a few caravans down there, jump in, use the heal, and then jump out and then start attacking again. Uh, like you got to think about outside caravan usage. You like know, the caravan, <laughs> yeah. You know what I was thinking? Was like mm. Tuvok comes along and just like. And just like reaps them off the ground, man. Just reaps them, and like into the air, everybody goes. They go oh, and die as they're flying up into the air, and then they gotta run back to get their corpse. And they're like looking for it. It's like, well, it's right here on the map. I see the X, and they're looking all around a tree, and it's up on top of the tree. And then they're in a conundrum because I gotta get my stuff, and it's up there, but I gotta cut down the tree to get to it. But I don't yeah. have it because that's on my corpse up there. And you imagine how troll that would be. <laughs> well, just imagine this: like they get uh, thrown up in the air. You know how the dying animation is people like turning in ashes. Like it's it's like rain everywhere. It's like get dusted. Ooh. yeah, they yeah. We got like everybody's ash. in burns down the forest. Yeah. So that was one idea I had, and the second <laughs> idea is I don't know if you how much you guys have played D anD D, but there's a a common thing called a peasant railgun what so the idea is hold on so the what? idea is you have a peasant railgun oh, so the idea is you me. hire like 100 to 200 peasants and you get them to pass along a item of your choosing and since one turn is like three seconds or six seconds or something they can all do it as one turn in six seconds and you can travel like two kilometers in six seconds which is like a railgun and it just like shoots out so i was like what if we get like six of like a whole line of caravans and use all repulses because oh it doesn't shoot you to the other, other um, node instead of running because it, it launched you it absolutely launched you so like if you had a line of caravans and you got the first one to shoot you the next one to shoot you and you just you just railgun yourself all the way to the node my god that's so good 
See, I want I want do? like a caravan I can put like mini ballistas on there and just have yes. like all my party members just be like taking people out that way. <laughs> okay, simmer down now, Daedalus. You're thinking you're you're trying to merge two different things. You're trying to merge ships and caravans, bro. Well, you know what? Hey, it's possible. Anything's possible. <laughs> you got to dream big. Future so. DLC, future DLC though. That would be interesting. Wouldn't it be? Vehicle combat. I mean, if they did it right, they could potentially if, if you think about it, if they did it right and they use the same modular design for the caravans, something similar to what they're doing with ships that are maybe dude. I mean, you're talking about upgradeability for future DLCs like across the board, dude. Well, I you're totally spot on there because they talked about when they yeah. talked about ships before, right? There was different components. You yes. can buy some like and they like really stressed, like unnaturally stressed at the start, naval like stuff too. To say, oh yeah, this is for caravans and ships, right? Oh, you know, gosh. they I can't remember who was like chiming in on that. Um, you know, and, and kind of adding that to the conversation with Steven, but I'm like, I can totally see this. It's like it's it feels like it's very like aligned with their design for ships, like different components give your ship different types of features i feel like this is also going to be though it it felt like with caravans it was you could kind of upgrade kind of everything but maybe depending on what items you used you had kind of different spells um like they had the pushback and the heal and so on so i feel like that will give it some variety too depending on like where you're going and what you're going to be encountering mm -hmm. man dude so I can just mm -hmm. I can just imagine so me and Smurgs getting ready for a caravan, we're like, okay, we'll summon our caravans. We got our caravan summoned, and then Daedalus comes along and he summons this Armada tank. And he's like, <laughs> Yeah, I've got my caravan. That's a tank. But like, no, 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 this is a caravan. Look, it's got a horse. And it's got a horse at the front, pulling a natural Armada tank. World Warrior expansion, Daedalus, really? <laughs> Armada. He's already he's like thinking of his big massive. Uh, you know, yeah, I think I might name my caravan because they were talking about different names for the caravans. I just call that one the Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> no, other all one. speed, all weapons, just one. walk like just blaze by people and like blow their stuff up. Like in day days, Armada, evil people, corrupted people. Yeah. Um. I. Uh, off off topic question, um, armored cell. I noticed that my face is on a different thing now. I no longer am wearing robes in the background and the thing. What's no. going on there? I put on new paladin clothes. You got, yeah, you got you new paladin armor right now. Yeah, you did, bro. Paladin dark light. Paladin. Right. I mean, what? It's just the lighting, bro. It's his lighting. It's not the actual color yeah, of the it, outfit. Yeah, it's it's the lighting. I see. No, it's just the lighting. Uh, I don't have any more red uh, lighting in the background anymore. It's yeah. What is your lighting, man? What you're very uh, you're hiding your way your intentions now, or what's what's going on here? No, dude. I'm just I'm a professional streamer now, so I have like really good lighting. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So you can't don't show your evil aura in the background. I mean, what is what's going on here? Uh, I, it's a little disorienting. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know what that means, bro. But I'm glad you're humored by it. Oh, wait, where's the casting couch? What? What's that? Where'd that go? I don't wait, know what that means. What does that mean? That's true. What? The casting couch is gone. Is it like on the other side of the room or what? No, <laughs> it's in the living room now. In the living room. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, you know, this is 
Okay, I see. I see. Yeah. <laughs> I no, missed the Red Lord as well. To be fair, uh, the only reason there aren't any little red lights back there is because I, I got to pull them out of a box. There's still the box in the living room somewhere. I get them. But they can be any color. They don't have to be red. And they may never be red again. Unless... But they're mostly red. I give... yeah. unless... Historically, <laughs> they've been red. Wait, what's this? Wait, wait, do you see some just... red on your, oh, on your keyboard area red. there? So there's it. <laughs> That's weird, right? So, trust me, I know it's he's still there. It's just what on the DL. What? The Geo's on the DL. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> it could be any color, but yet he chooses red. Like it's, 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 he's saying there's a choice there, but he's always choosing red. What? I feel, I feel, it's a I good color, bro. Now I want a lighting kit for this room so I can just be, you know, you should get some sort of embrace the darkness, Daedalus. Uh Hmm, so you're telling me to embrace the darkness. Because your eyes won't be strained as badly, bro, that's all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe I'll go with green, because green is very good for the eyes, versus red, very harsh. It's just the color of passion. Serena said it in chat, right? She knows what she's talking about? Come on, man. Unless you want to tell her she's wrong, and she has no idea what she's talking about. I mean... In the context of Vera, though, it's the color of corruption. Well, we're not on Vera, are we, bro? We're in. But are we, though? Because we're talking about Ashes of Creation, which is set in Vera, so. Didn't uh, say what passion. No. <laughs> uh, well played. Well played. See, like, uh, my girlfriend is quite wise. She said it's the color of crimes uh, of passion. Crimes you know, of passion. red, you know, is strewn across a murder scene, for example, you know. Only if they bled, bro. Only if they bled. <laughs> oh, At least that's my understanding of crime scenes and how they work, right? I don't know, man. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, next uh, title of his book, War Crimes of Passion. <laughs> you never know, man. There's a lot of them to be had, and I just gotta get to the first one first. That just sounds like a really bad romance novel. Yeah, doesn't it though? I mean, war cries Wait, of passion. There's many war crimes to be had, or many books to be had. Books to be had, but also the oh, okay. Well, you meant many war crimes to be had. Can, yeah, definitely are <laughs> in the books, but not real life because uh, yeah. make good choices, friends. Make <laughs> <Like> good choices. Good <laughs> choices. Um. Overall, like as I've looked at the development update, I mean, they talked about the the hunting lodge as a commodity better, right? They talked a lot about caravan series again, um, the hunting lodges. I think some of these things we could probably expand upon in another one of our upcoming uh, discussions, and we probably will more more specifically talk about some of these discussion points around Q and A's for the caravan. Um, We'll we still got to we'll do some of the Q and A discussion in an upcoming podcast, specifically hitting on the things that stood out to us the most from this outline, which we'll be revisiting. The other thing I think that we're going to be taking uh, some time to visit slash uh, discuss is going to be the upcoming well, what's going on the twenty four hour live event. With any luck and your assistance, um, we as we've been live today, I made the team. <laughs> I got it done. I'm in maxing my time effectively, friends. Um, I did that. I knocked it out. We're good to go. Um, I'll share it in Discord shortly. Um, and uh, what they've typically done in during their 24-hour live streams is they do it. They do a D and D campaign. If you contribute mm -hmm. funds, 
whether it's through a team or directly to their live stream, it all funnels in into the notifications all the same, okay? So, because everybody that's the team member doing their own thing, raising their own funds and everything, it all contributes to the greater whole, and that greater whole is what pops up during the live stream. So, when you pick your amounts, pick them based on how you want to use them. So, if you don't care about impact in their D&D campaign, just contribute whatever you want to if you're willing to do so, whether it's to a team or directly to them. And if you want to impact the, the campaign, make sure you go look at their news post on their website, uh, ashesofcreation.com. Look at all the different things that you can, how you can impact that um, and impact their D&D campaign. And you can make good choices during the campaign to cause a little bit of mischief if you like. Um, but... I will post that and I'll post our team page in, in Discord immediately after today. And um, we'll probably, if we're lucky and there are enough contributions, which there usually are, Steven has a tendency of sharing lore and he usually does it during mm -hmm. the D&D campaign. So here's the hoping we get something really good and juicy. I would really like something good this year. Last year we got the notes, right? Um, for the books, so yeah, yeah. 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 Year before that, the uh, the uh, what's the name? The uh, Tona, the Tona logo, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, with any luck, we'll get some freaking lore about I don't know, something juicy. We could use it hopefully around the gods, probably not, but anything will be preferable, in my opinion. So, with any luck, next stream we'll be going, we'll talk more about the dev update and caravans soon. But for today, how about we talk about freaking lore? I'm hoping that's our next Ashes Pathfinder podcast. So, we might even see Tone on sure. these. No. We might, we might <laughs> well, we've seen the toes, so all they got to do is work their way up, and the knees are the next yeah, likely it. place. Hopefully, they don't take them out at the knees. But anyway, gentlemen, appreciate you being here as always. Homies in chat, appreciate you being here as always as well. We're going to be here again next Friday, uh, same Pathfinder time, same Pathfinder place. You're on channel Vathreus, which is the place that we do the live streams now. Um, gentlemen, why don't you shout out your domains or where people can find you when you're not on the podcast, uh, Daedalus? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at The Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash The Ashen Herald. And Armored Cell. And you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash Armored Cell. Yes, and friends, as usual, we might be at the end of today's show, but in closing, got to remind all of you, whether you listen, you join us live, shout out to all of you who did today, joined us live, much love, um, or you watch us on YouTube, listen to it and drive, whatever way you do consume the podcast. Um, remember that you don't have to be here live or on this round table to be a Pathfinder. It's literally every one of you that invest your time, joins us on this journey we're on. Uh, with Ashes of Creation. So much love to you, to Intrepid Studios. And until next time, live your best lives, walk in the light, and have a great night, everybody. We'll be seeing you again real soon. Bye for now. Thank you, everybody. Adios. <laughs>